podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone. Today I'm speaking with Mary Reagan. Uh, she is a career and executive coach based in Sydney. She started her career in human resources and has held senior role in some of Australia's best known companies, gaining extensive experience in managing change. She is a qualified coach and now uses those skills plus her knowledge of HR and recruitment to help people get the job and career they want. She helps people develop their resume, LinkedIn, interview and networking skills and self-confidence to get the job and career that they want. Mary's aim is to help people make the rest of their life the best of their life. Welcome, Mary Regan, to the Your Career Down Under podcast. Yes. Hello, Nash Jadon. It's, it's, it's great to be joining you. So, Mary, before we begin talking about the change and personal change and you know, how to effectively, to effectively manage the change, can you tell us a little bit about your career story? And I'm pretty sure that you have had your share of you know, changes in, in your life. So, can you tell us a bit more about your career story? Yes, yeah, sure, uh, Nashad. Um, well, look, I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not, not, didn't really know what I wanted to do when I left school. So mm-hmm. not, not many of my friends had gone to uni. Yeah. Um, so it was easy at that time to get a cler- clerical job in a bank. So that's what sure. I was, um, So just went to do that. And then I was there for a, a while and there were a bunch of us unhappy and we thought, Thought, oh, let's go off and join the public service. Mm. So, I, so I, I was a little bit directionless um, you know, back at back at that time. Sure. But uh, when I joined the public service, it was interesting, and um, somebody I knew was studying HR, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting. So I looked into mm. that, and I started that study, and that was really the the beginning of my HR career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got into uh, a junior HR position and then, you know, moved through a range of, of different uh, um, jobs. Yeah. And uh, then my husband got the offer to move down to Melbourne. Right. And uh, so we moved down there. 
And that was where I started my private sector um, career. And I was really fortunate. I worked for a number of um, you know, different companies, uh, great jobs, got to travel, worked with people of different levels, culture. Yeah. But, you know, there really was quite a strong theme of um, change and trends mm. in many of the companies that I worked in. So, um, but it wasn't all smooth sailing. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I did have some, uh, um, you know, some interesting times. So I came back to Sydney and was actually with ANSET. Um, now, you know, some of your uh, listeners might know, but many of them won't, but Hanset was, you know, a large airline. Yes. Yes, it went bankrupt. It was the biggest collapse in Australian wow. corporate history. So 16,000 people out of work. And it actually happened a day after the September 11 attacks in the US. Ooh. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was um, a really, really difficult time. And uh, I worked with cabin crew staff, which I sure. absolutely loved. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, so that's what happened. And I was actually one of about, only about a dozen staff that kept working after the, mm. after the planes were grounded while we tried to get the airline back up and yeah. running uh, and that sort of thing. So, but... Um, Uh, I, left. You know, I didn't wait for the payment, I just left. And in fact, people took years to get their redundancy payments. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was uh, interesting. But my next role was actually the most satisfying in my career. Mm -hmm. I joined Jaguar Land Rover and Volvo. And Ford had actually brought them all together to make a, a luxury car business. So my task was to work with the executive to bring these separate companies yep. into one integrated company in Australia. But it was very hard work because they came from very different cultures. Mm, mm. Um, and we had limited budgets. Yep. And very early I could see that there was really no hope of a productive, sustainable culture mm, unless mm. something something big. So I proposed a culture change program mm -hmm. and I was actually at the point where if that didn't get up, I, I would have left because okay. I couldn't really do anything more. But um, fortunately it was agreed to. Yep. And uh, so we launched into that and look, it took about, um, it took a couple of years. It was mm -hmm. a very intense project, but we made huge um, changes um, in employee satisfaction. Sure significant change for the company so it was that was very very positive yep yeah and um, look after a few years then we were going along and you know business was always difficult business yep. but ford decided to actually sell off um the luxury brands it decided the experiment didn't work sure so sure. sold all the brands off which was pretty sad for us because we thought we'd made quite a lot of headway yeah. But um, we, we had to do that. And effectively what that meant for me, I was the HR director, and it meant de-integrating the company in terms of contracts and superannuation mm. funds and how everything worked. But what it meant is um, because it was going to be split into two separate smaller companies, there was yeah. no job for me. So mm. my job was redundant. Yeah. And, um, but at that time I thought, well, you know, it's a good time to have a break. 
Mm. So, um, so I set myself up to do that. Now, um, things don't always go to plan. And sure. before I went to leave, I was yeah. diagnosed with breast cancer. Ah. Oh. So, so now it's 10 years ago now and I'm, I'm very well and I've recovered, but sure. it just meant that the year, I was going to have about a year off, but that was totally hijacked by yeah. surgery and, you know, treatment and recovery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but there was a silver lining and that was that it gave me some, um, gave me some time to have a really good think. Sure. Yeah. And um, I started to realise that, you know, what, what did I want to do? What gave me the most satisfaction? Yes. And the most satisfaction I'd had was really working with people, uh, yeah. business leaders and individuals on change and, mm. you know, how to, make, how, to, how to make the best of the change and work through that. Yeah. So um, I decided um, that's, that's really what I was going to do. I wanted to work on what I enjoyed. But I, I went back to HR roles after I recovered for a while. Sure. And, uh, but I, I needed to, uh, I'd had lots of practical experience, but needed sure. to get a really good grounding. So I actually went back to uni, did a master's degree. Sure. And um, so that's now my focus. So mm. I work in association with, um, with a couple of companies that provide transition programs for employees who've been made redundant from their jobs mm -hmm. and i also work privately um for myself for people who um want to make a change in their career yeah, or yeah. are job searching so mm -hmm. um yeah so i'm i'm you know at the point now where i'm doing something i really love yeah excellent so you've got now you could see that you've gone personally gone through at least four massive uh you know changes and and that that, you know that's enormous. Uh, you know, for for a lot of lot of people to go through those changes. And you know, if if I can bring to the you know to the listeners of of the podcast around the migrants, which is uh, which is in a way you know which you also call that as a self induced change. It's a you know, it's a change that migrants bring on themselves. It's not something that happens by accident. Um, you know, and how you know, it's it's regardless whether it's self-induced or or it it happens because of a particular situation. Change is a stressful situation. You know, how do you think you know people should manage the the personal change, or if there is a particular process that they go through, um, you know, or if you want to throw some, you know, if there's a science behind it, to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Mashad, I could certainly say that um, if you're making the change yourself, I suppose from a practical perspective, yeah. you want to really give, you really want to do your research. So mm. you do your research um, and if you're coming to Australia, for example, researching the market, yep. you know, opportunities for your skills, be realistic in mm. expectations because it might take a while for you to find a job. Hmm. And it's something that I think is helpful for people is to set goals and yeah. goals, uh, around what you're going to do, but also hmm. have some flexibility in case things don't go to plan. So hmm. be prepared to review, make changes. 
Mm. But from a personal perspective, I think I think having confidence in yourself mm. is very, very important. And it starts with being clear on what you have to offer. You know, what, yeah. what's, what's the purpose? You know, why are you making the change? Yeah. Why are you making the change? What do you want to achieve? Um, and what you have to offer mm. uh, an employer. And mm. you know, that's really, that's why it's really important, for example, to um, often people get asked that question, you know, tell me a bit about yourself. Mm. Really important to have a good overview mm. of, uh, of your background, um, your, your key skills, mm. achievements, and what, where you want to head, you mm. know, very succinct sort of way. So to have that, but... In addition to, to having all of that in mm. place, um, mindset, mindset's important. And it's how you manage stress mm. and your approach to difficulties and setbacks. Yes. Because there are going to be many things over which you, you really have no control. That's know. true. Yeah. So, you know, recruiters, you know, may not return your phone calls. There's yes. delays in the interview process, this sort of thing. So, you know, there are going to be frustrating times and, it's important instead of focusing on things, focusing on things that you can't change, mm. you know, turn that around and put your energy into things that you can change, mm. possible solutions. So say, for example, you're not getting interviews. Yes. You know, perhaps you need to, to look at that. You know, maybe it's a case of reviewing your job fit or change mm. your resume because of these are things that are within your control. Yeah. And I do think if you're finding you know, yourself getting really anxious or frustrated, consider mm. how you can actually manage that yourself. So sometimes, you know, we can think of, okay, something that's not necessarily job-focused, but if you've been anxious or frustrated in the past, what are the sorts of things that you've been able to do yourself to mm. help with that? Um, some people find things like relaxation techniques very helpful. Yeah. Um, could be things like mindfulness to enable yeah. focus well. Could be simple things such as breathing exercises. Mm. So that's important. Yeah. And look, I also think that nobody can focus on their job search 100% of the time. Yeah, true. Yeah, it, it's because it's, you know, it can be, it can be very difficult. So consider how you split up your time. And mm. I think during this, this time, you can spend time uh, making sure that you, you are, you know, maintaining relationships with friends and family. Mm. Now, of course, if you're a migrant, if you've come here, maybe those close friends and family aren't around, but of That's course, true. technology, we can, we can at least keep. Yeah. But um, other than that, Spend some time on things that you really enjoy that mm. are work-related. So, mm. you know, hobbies, interests. It could be as simple as getting out and walking or yeah. being in nature. So those things can, can be very helpful. And, you know, I do think as well that, you know, it's a time of big change and mm. people, people do typically go through, you know, a range of, of, um, a range of stages in person. Yeah. Um, that bring on emotions so you know and i could talk about that a little bit yeah yeah. So, you know, you know, essentially I think a couple of things, if I can, you know, talk more about 
the uh, the aspect of pursuing something that you really want really really love and enjoy you know i remember when i came here uh, you know it was very cold and, you know i've never experienced that meant that much cold ever back in india and and you know it was it was the physical change that i was going through was was apart from the from job search challenges and everything that i was also going through one of the thing that i always kind of pursued when i was looking for work is walking and i found you know i was living quite close to the city and i would go for a walk for 2 3 kilometers and would enjoy and come with fresh ideas or fresh thinking around approaching my job yeah. such issues yeah yeah it's a it's a great idea i think you're getting exercise yeah, yeah. Um, you're getting out you're probably learning a bit about the city as well exactly <laughs> might have got lost a couple of times <laughs> oh ask me about that <laughs> Um yeah and you work through some things so yeah that's a exactly great. exactly so that that's something that i you know that, that i enjoyed secondly with a, the, an idea that you coined about and which i particularly did not get good results was talking with friends and family back in uh, back mm. in india was mm. that i always felt at least from my view is that uh, you know they were consciously asking me why you're not able to find work what's oh, wrong nice. what's wrong you know and i used to get that much knockback so i used to get knockback from employers and then i call my friends and my uh, you know my close family member they would also be not not that they were not concerned about me but they said hang on there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. that you're not able to get a job there you know Mm-hmm. that's that's in particularly i i think migrants find that aspect particularly challenging mary yes yeah i understand yeah it's 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 hard because you've got to because it's not easy so yes. you want to keep your own spirits and motivation up yourself yeah yeah and and secondly is that because most of the migrants have never seen a day of unemployment and then they struggle here for days weeks or sometimes months you know back uh, in in the country of the origin they they have not experienced australian uh, employment environment before so that's why it's sometimes difficult for them to really appreciate what he or she is going through in australia yes yeah and, and i think that's why it can be uh, you know it's it's really useful to get yeah. some understanding i mean if you are migrating try and get some understanding of what things are like before you come yeah if there are people that you're right you may not be able to but mm. you're able to tap into the experiences of any people who are already mm. and have gone through things they yeah. might be able to help because you know how you set your expectations um will impact on yeah you know how you you feel and, and you know how you're getting through this as well because yeah. some expectation might might be unrealistic um yeah. you know, it's quite common for people here in australia to have periods of unemployment between yeah. so yeah. you know to to have unemployment or yeah. not be able to get jobs straight away yeah you know is not something to be ashamed about yes just it just might take time that's all yeah 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 it's taking time right then yes. with that's when you go back to your plan new things and you know maybe even you know seek some support and and help if you need to hmm 
Mm-hmm. Agree, agree. So, you know, Mary, you know, is there a scientific research done on, on this personal change that people go through and what are some of the, you know, sort of ideas that they have thrown that, look, this is one of the optimum way to manage this? Yeah, I, I think um, one of the... Um, a model that I... I've always thought as useful for understanding change. And that's yeah. whether it's self-induced or whether it is change that you know you do yeah. on yourself. Um, there's a, a theorist, theorist, William Bridges, and he talks about stages of change. And he highlights yeah. the difference between change and transition. Yeah. That has to be made. So change is something that's definite. It's mm. physical. It's actually happened. You know, so it, it's happened to us. It's external yeah. to us. And that could be that I've made the decision to come to Australia. So I've left and I'm here. So mm. change has happened. Mm. Or, you know, yesterday I was told my job, you know, is not existing anymore. Yeah. But um, Bridges talks about the fact that transition is a slower process. And that's what happens to us internally. It's what mm-hmm. goes on inside when it, it goes it's what goes on inside our heads as we go through the process of change and we come to terms with it. Mm. So we have to catch up with it emotionally and psychologically. Yeah. And there are there are three stages to this. And the first stage is really a, a stage of ending and yeah. letting go. And, you know, even, you know, if you've made the decision, okay, I'm coming to Australia, I'm going to, to seek work and you come here. It's yep. very exciting. So you're excited, yes. you're committed to it. But, you know, it's quite natural to, to maybe have some sadness about what you're leaving behind. Yeah. And, and also anxiety about whether it's actually the right choice. Hmm. Um, and, of course, uncertainty about what's actually, you know, what, what's ahead of me. You know, what's yeah. the fear of the unknown. So that's a typical first uh, first stage. And I think it's useful for people to just sort of understand that, that it's normal to go through stages. Yep. So the second stage you might get through is, is typically called the neutral zone. Hmm. And this is where you start making progress. You're exploring possibilities. You may be not entirely comfortable yet. Yep. But, but you know, you're starting to become more comfortable with things. Yeah. And then the third stage is a new beginning. So mm. the new beginning is where you're feeling comfortable, more positive, mm. and you've accepted that the change has happened and you feel committed to your decision. Now, this, it may not be, this may not mean, okay, I've got my job, so I now yeah. beginning. It might just be, okay, I'm, this is what I'm doing now. I'm going to get a job. I've accepted it. I'm yep. here. So... Mm. So that might be it. But look, everybody is different. So sure. some, some people move more quickly mm. through these stages than other people. And how you move through this and how you react, react yeah. depends on a range of factors. So that could include things like, you know, the, the planning you did, your expectations, yep. the support that you have. Uh, it could also be your general personality type. Mm. And you know how how you typically deal with setbacks mm. and things like that. Yeah. So while people are going through this, there's a range of emotions as you yeah. as you work through the transition. 
And more typically, if people have not induced the change, of course, if the change, you know, yeah. is a surprise, they could be angry, they could be anxious, they could yes. be sad, and there could be some denial. Surely it's not happening to me. Yeah. But there will still be a transition period to go through. Mm. So, you know, a range of emotions and understanding that you'll have a range of emotions yeah. is, I think, useful because, you, you know, well, one thing is that you're normal. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's normal to feel like this. And you can think, well, okay, if this is how I'm feeling, what might I do to help myself? Yeah. And, you know, I was mentioning before whether it's looking at things like relaxation, uh, breathing exercises, mm. and things to, um, you know, help you help you get a balance in your life as well. So it's, yeah. you know, what other things could I do to make me feel a bit better? Mm. Uh, finding more of a support network. And, look, I really do think that if, if the stress starts to get to you, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's pretty tough, more and more every day, that might be time to actually go and talk to somebody and get some help. Mm. And that's the first person is probably your doctor. Yeah. 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 That's such a, such a useful advice because that's an area that also migrants, um, you know, ignore uh, in, in a lot of the situation and especially with the new migrants, they ignore the impact of that on your mental Mm. well-being yes, uh, yes for many uh, many many yeah. times um, you know and I I am an advocate of that since I have also I didn't realize how much uh, stressful it was when I came here and it, the stress continued to build 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 and I just did not know what what on the earth was going on right so after after i think after two years i had to really go out and see a counselor for a few sessions just to get my head straight just to get that look this is what's going on i don't know how to process these things but yes. it took a while for me to 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 even understand that that might be something that i need to go and seek a professional help with um you know and i agree I think that's a, that's an area that migrants do need to focus on. Mm. Yes, and there's nothing, you know, if you feel like that, you think you need help. Again, you know, I, I mentioned before, if you're out of work for a little while, that's nothing to be ashamed of, and neither mm. is going to get help. You know, and it's so funny, you know, we in our lives and at home, we, we decide we need help for things. Mm. We need help in the garden. We need help to decide what colour to paint our yeah. room house what, what furniture to choose yes absolutely like um and sometimes we we're not kind enough to ourselves to yeah. to realize that we just need some help yeah yeah agree okay last question is is there's a lot there's a lot to talk about in around building resilience from my view uh, you know it's important so that people can kind of adapt to changes or be more more responsive to that. What are your take on building resilience? Uh, you know, and, and something in the context of career, if we talk about how do how does one build that? You you do hear the word you know resilience around, and it's resilience is generally considered to be the ability 
likely to recover quickly from a setback mm. or a difficulty. Mm. And, you know, this is, if we think about the job seeking context, you know, we are often, um, this is happening to people more <laughs> because inevitably there will be, you won't be successful with every job that you go for. Mm. So there are going to be setbacks, there are going to be difficulties. So it's important to, it, it's, you know, it's how you approach, how mm. you approach your job search and the mindset that you bring to it. So I think to, to realise that not just your job search, but in life, things don't always go to plan. Mm. So things aren't always going to plan, going to go to plan, but more importantly, be prepared to learn from your setbacks. Mm. And what can you learn from that? So, you know, it's natural to be disappointed. You know, if you think you had a great chance at a job, you've been for the second interview, but you didn't get the job. Yeah. So you can be disappointed, but then think, okay, well, what can I learn from this? What can I take away from this mm. that help me as I move forward? And, you know, maybe, maybe you were able to get some good feedback from the interview mm. that might help you for your next interview Maybe there were some questions that um, you'd never been asked before and really stumped you, but now you can be more prepared. For mm. the and a again, the, it's very important to focus on what you can control or mm. influence. So not to be wasting your time on things that you can't control. So you can't control whether you're going to get that, that, uh, that job or not. Yeah. So make your choices around what you can influence and, you know, come up with the solutions to help yourself. Hmm. So, um, reflecting on the setbacks, as I mentioned, in terms of whether you might want to, you know, make some changes is also important. So hmm. it might be a case of, well, you know, gee, I have been here for a little while and I'm just, you know, the, it just doesn't seem to be hmm. many permanent full-time jobs around yeah. my skill set. Maybe it might make sense to look at contract jobs. It may yeah. not be what you wanted, but maybe that could be a change of plan that, yeah. you know, helps, it, it at least helps you, helps take you forward for the direction that you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think as well talking about um, mindset, something to be aware of is that it's, very common that we have negative thoughts uh, in yeah. our heads. They're the negative thoughts that say, oh, you know, you're not going to get a job or yes. it's not happen, you know. But, and it's, it's really, you can try, but it's, it's not possible really to stop these negative thoughts. They, they come and go. So, you know, there are views that you should try and replace these negative thoughts with positive mm. thoughts. Mm. And, you know, we can try, but it's not, it's not always easy. So, I mean, there is an, an approach called ACT and it's acceptance commitment therapy. And I think, you know, something positive just simply that we can take from this is that it's, it's helpful that if you are aware that you are having negative thoughts, so yeah. you recognise these thoughts as negative. You recognise that the thoughts are only thoughts. Mm. They're not reality. Mm. You know, that, that's not fact. It's not reality. So recognise the negative thought. Know that it's there, but then move from that and choose the appropriate behaviour that you, you actually need to, to make or to 
take. So make yeah. your solutions from there. And you, as I say, you might continue to have some negative thoughts. Just recognise that they're there. They're negative, but I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm going to move on and do something positive to take them mm. forward. So, you know, if, if that's something that's helpful yeah. to people, you know, there's many good, you know, publications and resources out there on things like this, you know, and about managing stress and positive thinking, you know, people can, can tap into with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, one more thing I would say. Please. You know, um, you know, is, I think I mentioned before, setting, setting goals. Yep. And sometimes things can get to us and be a little bit, you know, we think, oh, you know, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. Mm. So if that's the case, try and set some smaller goals for yourself, you know, mm. early or weekly. So they might be, it's not, the goal is not, the overall goal might be find myself a job. Yeah. Um, well, smaller goals could be things like, okay, this week I want to make two new network contacts. Mm. Or uh, this week, I'm going to review my LinkedIn profile and make it better. Mm. And if you're able to track your achievement against goals, the fact that you've done this, it can, you, know, it, you can get a greater sense of achievement and purpose. Yeah. So you haven't, you haven't achieved the big goal, but you're, these are all things that are going to help you move along. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's important. And, and every, time, every time you have a win, something's yeah. positive, celebrate that. Yeah. You know, be kind to yourself, recognise you've done something positive. Mm. 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 Well, you know, Mary, such gold nuggets that you, you've been kind enough to share with our listeners. So, you know, if, if uh, people want to get in touch with you and learn more about what you do and how you can help them, what's the best way to, for them to get in touch with you? Um, on my LinkedIn profile, uh, Nashad, so they yeah. can find me, Mary Regan, LinkedIn. And um, my contact details are there. And, yeah, I'd love to hear from anybody who, um, you know, who'd be interested in having a chat. Excellent. All right, Mary, look, once again, thank you very much for your generosity. And we look forward to, you know, having another podcast episode very soon. Okay. Hey, thank you very much, uh, Nash. It's been, uh, it's been great talking with you today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au. And if you have got a question about today's episode, or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.